Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at shopgwdistrict.com. That's shopgwdistrict.com. The GW District, a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. That's right. That's right. Hey. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? I am doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm sorry that I I'm so sorry. I don't know how in the world I be like mixing up, you know, saying times. It just be that's what I I put it to maybe too much weed and maybe I'm getting old. <laughs> Because when I say it, thought about it, a little bit of how many interviews. Yeah, it's a combination. Because I think about how many interviews I've done. I said, "Damn, yeah, it's good to find that leader." And you told me that you actually put your stuff on like three different things. So, <laughs> thank you for telling me that. Because you didn't make yeah. me feel bad. You made I didn't feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have yeah, I have a calendar like on my desk right now. I have my like calendar on my phone with reminders set for like all my shit. And then I have a planner I have too. Like I've got stuff everywhere. <laughs> See, you sound like a woman that basically stays very busy and she really need to be reminded because she stayed that damn busy. Yes, if I don't have stuff written down, it just gets lost in the shuffle of my everyday stuff. And um, wait, wait a second. I, I wanted to add, start off the show because normally I don't tell nobody the name of the guest after I do the particulars. It's something that I saw on your profile, right? I just wanted you to. Hey, what is a little sour patch slut? Um, <laughs> um, so it's basically exactly like a little sour patch kid, like how they're sweet and then they're sour, or they're sour than mm-hmm. they're sweet. That's that's me. <laughs> My friend, my my friend said that to me a while ago, and I just I laughed really really hard about it, and I was like, you know, you're actually kind of right, and it just kind of stuck. So, yeah, that is that that's unique and cute at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and um, I must say, I really love your tats because uh, I'm I'm a real just love tatted up women. <laughs> How many tats you have, babe? I honestly have no idea. I lost count <laughs> slash stopped counting at like 42. See, they do get addicted. <laughs> they do get addicted. I, I never got around. I only got two. I never got around to getting any more. But I said, before I get too old, I, I do want to get at least two. I I have definitely committed a lot of time and energy to the lifestyle and I have so many plans for so many more. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, look, let me do these particulars, and then we can get this interview on the road. Okay, Sexy? Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast career. All I got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and start your podcasting career by getting a profile. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Arbor Champ. You know what it is. Find all my links with one link allmylinks.com backslash porn. We have three wonderful sponsors to tell you about. The first one being the Facebook of the LS community, lsworld.com. Go get a profile. I also want to tell you about eroticismmagazine.com. Go there today. Get a subscription. Get it paperback, mail to you, or get it digital. Either way, get it and enjoy it. And last but not least, Excite Bunny Content Creators 90% profit you get to take home and they also offer health care if anybody needs it and for you consumers you can consume on porn so go to excitebuddy.com and of course get a profile there also probably with the gw district black podcasting network 
ShopGWDistrict.com and check out the network as well as get some shopping done from over 500 black-owned shops and retailers. And check the STO, the Smokers Lounge, out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Either do it on my page or do it on the radio station. Either way, just do it, smoke it, and catch that smoke at SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Now, I'm going to shut up and let this tattered up sexy and I dare say tall woman introduce herself <laughs> um, I mean you do a really good job thank you uh, my thank name you, is <laughs> my name is Harley I am a performer slash content creator and I am based out of the east coast I love the east coast And uh, let's see, I have been in this business for almost 14 years. So, I see. Okay, so baby, you were going two decades. I I actually started in the business as an exotic dancer the day I turned 18. Okay, then. Okay, then. So, wait. Good. Now, let's see. So that means you started about what three years after me. Hmm. So you 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 seen a lot of shit. <laughs> yes, I have. I've seen. I think everything that there is out there to see, I've run across it at mm. some point or another. Okay. Then, so let's begin at the beginning. Got you into the strip club. <clears throat> um. It's actually kind of a running joke that I was just built for this business. I knew very early that I wanted to be an adult entertainer. Um, I love dancing. I still love dancing. I was an active exotic dancer for over a decade. I have always been drawn to it. You know, I remember finding playboys when I was younger and just falling in love with the artistry and you know how classy it was and you know of course as you know I got older and you know got more interested and you know saw more avenues and more things that you can do under the umbrella of sex work it just it it made me feel like I was at home. This industry makes me feel like I'm at home. Um, when you went to the strip club, tell me how it was being 18, going to the strip club and working. Um, oh my gosh. Well, my house club, I worked at for a very, very long time. I worked there. Like I said, the day that I, I turned 18, I went to celebrate my 18th birthday and, you know, my ex at the time got me on stage and kind of did that whole like show thing that they do. And the manager came up to me and they asked me if I wanted to work and I said, yes. And I was there. Um, that was also before the economy really started to kind of take a nosedive. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember being an 18 year old and I was working cause at, at the time, and I'm sure a lot of clubs, depending on where you're at are still like this. When you first start dancing, a lot of them will put you on day shift to make sure that you can mm-hmm. handle the life, the, the vibe, the environment, you know, before they throw you on night shift because night shift can get crazy. So, mm-hmm. Once I, you know, kind of went through my period of, you know, going through my day shift and I was able to work night shift as well, I remember going in at, you know, literally 18 years old and working at the strip club from noon until two o'clock in the morning. And there were days that I walk out with $3,000. I mean, sometimes more than that. If I traveled and went to like bigger cities like South Beach, because at the time I was in Florida, I would make like $8,000. I mean, it, that explain, it that explained that booty that I was, I was on your, your feed. It's very talented. I owe a lot of that to stripping. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I'm 
that's where the three that's how that three that, that's how you got that three thousand that's how that ass moving they were like hey tip her please that's, that's exactly yes, it's it still works to my benefit on cam too <laughs> i can believe that and stuff so um how long was it before well before we even get to your camming what are some of the things that you learned from the strip club that you applied to camming um I think the ability to really put on a show um, and make it more than, like, just about sex. Like, I I actually had a guy that I've done cam shows with before in the past, and he came into my room, I think it was yesterday, and he actually told me at the end of our show, he's like, you really are a performer. Like, you love to perform. And you can see it on your face. Like, you enjoy what you do. And you you like giving people what they want. Um, and I think because I started at such a young age, and I, I do have to give a lot of credit to the girls that took me under their wing when I started because I had a really, really phenomenal group of women that helped me and taught me the ropes when I started that I was able to then do for other girls that came in under me, you know? So I just, I was very fortunate to, to be given the right tools to be successful in the industry. And I think my personality and the fact that I do like to entertain has played a huge role in my camming, my content creation, you know, my amateur stuff. It, it across the board has helped me be a better performer. Okay. Most definitely. Most definitely. I can believe that. Cause even with me, coming from a music background, it kind of prepared me for porn to mm -hmm. a certain extent, you know, um, because it's pretty much the same game, just different product for the most yeah. part. Yep. So, and it's funny how a lot of the male talents I talk used to do music, <laughs> which is kind of funny. There is a lot of them, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and stuff. So, um, what made you transition? Well, first of all, first, do you still work in the club from time to time? Um, I currently do not, but I have been tossing around um, very much going back when I move back down to Florida. That's my goal, hopefully, by the end of the year. So once I go back, I will probably go back to dancing because it I miss it. I miss being in the club. I miss entertaining. <laughs> and I will tell you, like I look back at like my body, you know, back in those days when I was doing like crazy tricks and stuff too. And I miss it. I, I had a rocking body. So I, I probably you know, wait so you work be able to work the pole too? Yeah, oh yeah. You never thought about doing competition, exotic dancing competitions? I have. I've done a lot of them in the past. Ooh. And, and, and see, I know I'm about to bring your ass back to this show. Damn. <laughs> well, we have a lot to talk about. They ain't going to be able to get to in this interview. Um, wait, 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 I'm going to say that for the next episode because I'm not going to get into the competition because uh, one of the girls, one of my smoke buddies, Sam Singh, she does that. She's actually Miss uh, Azotica India. Mm -hmm. uh, for this year and stuff, and we talked about like the preparation that she had to do for 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 those competitions, and you know, and when she how far out she started with the competitions. Do you miss doing the competitions? Yes, I do. I miss that energy, and especially when I was able to compete at my home club, you know, because I had that kind of home field advantage per se. And I had a lot of support from, you know, my local friends that would come in and it, it was a really, really good time. The competitions, you know, depending on where it was located, some of them could be a lot of fun. And I think the hardest part was, you know, for the most part competing against my friends, but that happens in the, in this industry too. You know, when we get nominated for an AVN or an Expos award or whatever, nine times out of 10, I know every single person that I'm going up in my category. That is kind of, you know, not the fun aspect of it. As long as everybody has mutual respect for each other and, you know, competitive spirit in a very fun way.
most definitely, most definitely. So now, what made you transition to the camp? Um, I just kind of got to the point at collapsed that I wasn't making as much in the club and it got to the point that things were happening in the clubs that I wasn't doing that that I couldn't compete with we'll say um and it just got I kind of know difficult. what it is but, but I kind of know what it is but <laughs> yeah. like I said we keep it real Girls, like, girls, this I, is the I, champagne room. We know what y'all was doing. Cause I've been in the I'm, club too. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I am so not against it. I will never knock somebody's hustle it, to each their own. But at that time, yeah. you know what I mean, as a girl who I knew had <laughs> a lot of skills to be in the club, you know, I. I wasn't making money for the economy and, and what the clubs that I worked in were turning into. Um, at one point you know, when the economy really took a nosedive, I was actually driving like three hours round trip to a, a different club in a different county because I was making more money there. Yeah, that's why he went to the camping. So, when we came in, when you when you jumped into the cabin, tell me about your first camp show. Oh my gosh! Um, well, <laughs> I I actually wasn't that much older when I first started camming than I was when I first started dancing. I think when I first cammed, it was on night flirt years and years and years ago. Um, she said night flirt. They let you know. Yeah, she beat the game. Yeah. Yes, I, I, it was a very, very long time ago. I'm showing my age. Um, but I enjoyed, and so Night Flirt then was a lot more like phone sex. It wasn't a whole lot of video at the time. So, like, I remember at that point in time, I used to have clients and, like, fans that would call me just to talk. And, like, it wouldn't even be anything sexual. They just wanted to have conversations about their days. Like, and and I actually still to this day have people that have followed me from that point that still remember those days of me being a performer then. Um, and actually, the first time that I ever filmed content was it, it was all within the same year. I started in the industry and kind of like jumped off very quickly. Like I started dancing and within a couple of months I was on cam and then within a couple of months I was making my first porn. Ooh, okay then. So you do <laughs> boy girl content? I do. I don't have a lot of it. Um, I am pretty much solo. I was actually thinking about that earlier because I knew you were going to ask me about it. <laughs> um, I, I would consider myself as far as like a cam model, I would consider myself, um, a solo fetish cam model. As far as content creation, I'm definitely solo. Now I'm not opposed to doing girl girl or boy girl or gangbangs or interracial or whatever. I, I'm open to a lot of different things. My thing is I just don't really get the chance to travel a lot. So if I get the opportunities at like expos or shows or award shows or whatever, um, and I'm able to make content, then yeah, absolutely. But no, unfortunately, I don't. I don't have enough dick available in my area. <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh, trust me. I, I hate I'm retired because I would love to work with you because, God, I love a tattooed woman. I but, don't have enough good dick available. Let me say that. Oh, God. But, 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 but don't you think, to a certain extent, the fact that when you finally do the boy girl, it's gonna be more of an impact than if you were doing it earlier? Because you have been a cam girl for. Um, many, 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 many. I. Go ahead. So, so I, I did stuff in like the past with my now ex husband. Um. 
you know, we did some cam stuff together back in the day, and we did a little bit of filming together. But I, I was very, I, I'm, I'm very much a solo performer. You know, I, I had more. <laughs> it's terrible to say, but I had more fun by myself. <laughs> I guess that's why he's my ex. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. Time out. Time out. So she used to do maintenance scenes with her damn with her husband, her ex husband. That tell you right there enough. I don't want to say no, but we're gonna smoke that over for a minute, and we're gonna move on from there. Because I'm gonna tell you, no, no, I find it funny that a lot of women after a marriage, it, it can be it's actually the first marriage. They it's just like they just so happy it's more sexually free. <laughs> I I was actually a very active part of this industry before like I married him like we knew each other years and years and years before I even thought about becoming in the industry but you know I'm very much one of those people that when it comes to my work if if I come into a relationship and I have this job and I'm upfront about my job, which I am, you know, I have no reason to lie. You know, if we can agree on things, then yeah, I'll work with you, you know, cause there are some things I get, you know, out of respect. People don't agree on, you know, some boyfriends don't like boy, boy, girl content. If you're dating, like I get that there are things to work through, but there is nobody that can come to me that can be like, you have to stop your job because I want to be with you, you know? And he knew that right from the jump, like he knew coming into this, that, this was my job and honestly it got to the point that me working in this industry was a flex for him which is fun um but yeah no I I've definitely been sticking to solo for a very very long time um but yeah I'm I'm hopeful that hopefully very soon I'll have more boy girl <laughs> I feel you so look we we'll get the boy girl in a second um, <laughs> I mean, shit, at this point, I'd be happy with girl-girl content, too. I mean, I do not discriminate. See, so you might need to take your button with the convention. See, that's what you might need to do, see? That's convention. exactly what I mean. Yeah. So, with the camming, um, with your solos, because I was looking at, like I said, your feed, how many toys you own? And what are your favorite toys to, to, to work with? In the I'm sorry, what? How many toys do you own? Okay, and what are your so favorite toys to uh, work my... with? okay, so my toy collection is actually extremely outrageous. If I had to attempt I can to, believe try... it. yeah, if I had to attempt to try to put a number on the amount of toys that I have, I would safely say probably about. 75 to 100 give or take that's my yeah okay yeah that's and now yeah. that's keep in mind downsizing over the years too if i would have kept everything over the years yeah um now as far as like my content i have I have a BBC dildo because anybody who knows me knows that I am definitely a snow bunny. Um, I have a, you know, normal flesh colored white dildo. And then I have a clear one that I really like. Those are kind of my three go-tos as far as my toys. Um, and then the campsite that I work on actually can connect. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Lovence toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't talk about that numerous times on the, on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, the campsite that I work on actually connects with those. So I have a lot of the Lovence toys, and I actually like to use those when it comes to my I would fans. just love to be in the room to watch when you having a good night with that toy. It's, it can get wild. I will say that my my cam guys, my pervs get crazy, and I love them, and I enjoy getting filthy with them. Oh God, do you squirt? I can, yeah. Oh God, so do, do you squirt when when that happens? Um. <laughs> I can. It just depends. Like sometimes it's like sometimes I can and then sometimes I can't. It's it's like my pussy gets stage fright. 
So, like, oh, like if people, if people, yeah, like if people ask me or like demand me to do it, it's like my pussy is like, nope, <laughs> like I can't do it now. But if you don't ask me, I can probably do it. It's very crazy. <laughs> oh god. Oh. <laughs> pussy gets stage fright. That she didn't fuck my head up with that one. That's new. That's new. That that I'm gonna have to put that out there. That should be a t-shirt, goddamn. Yeah. I'm Pussy get stage fright. Yeah, right. See, I'm gonna give you credit for that if I do that. For real. So ah, where should I go with this? Where should I go next? So, um with the like I said, with the webcamming, um what a lot of people don't realize is that the percentage that you make with webcam is not the same that you make with the content. So um, how much camming do you do and how often do you cam? I, well, I kind of fell off camming for a little while, um, just cause I had the opportunity to take a very much needed break. So I did, so I'm getting back into it, but on my normal cam schedules, I'm camming probably collectively four to five hours a day. Um, I am pretty loyal to one campsite i've been camming on streaming for a very long time now um my fans know that i'm there and i do have to say when i so the thing for me is my biggest and i don't want to say struggle because i'm super grateful for my fans and the support and the love that my people show me but my thing is you know when i log on to cam you know, the way that the site that I'm on works, you know, say I'm doing a show and then, you know, the show ends, it, the site will give me 30 seconds, you know, of a black screen to get my clothes on and you get, get situated before my live feed starts again. And nine times out of 10, I am going to be pulled into another show while I'm in that 30 seconds between shows. So I'm so busy and like, And I actually have fans that, like, kind of get upset about it because they will tell me, like, I've been trying to pull you for a show for 20 minutes and I I just couldn't – I wasn't quick enough to get you. Like, when I'm on cam, I am go, 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 go. And some of my people get very, very wild, which I love. But it's very, very taxing. Like, I was actually thinking about it yesterday. Like, sometimes the positions that I put my body in are so crazy – that and I'm getting older too so I'm like I can't be fucking this shit like sometimes I swear to god I fucking got this position the other day and it took me like thank god I didn't have to do anything to like he he ended the show because it took me a good like 10 seconds to just get out of that fucking position I was like damn like not like I I had my back arched and I have like back and neck problems anyways and He's like, you know, arch your back and then, you know, turn your body and I want to see your ass, but then turn your face and, you know, I want to see you do this. And he had my body all kind of fucking contorted. (laughs) Like I said, I'm a pleaser. You know, if if I can do it and and cover the fact that I might be in a little bit of pain to please you, I will do it all day. But like I said, I just I happen to get lucky that he didn't have to see me try to get out of that position because I know it wasn't sexy. Okay, now, the fact that you do both content and camming, right? Um, one, which is more profitable, and two, which is harder? Um, I would have to say, for me personally, I make more money on cam, and. I think that creating content is harder. I feel like I have to put more effort into creating my content. You know, I feel like sometimes, you know, I might have to do my makeup or, you know, kind of get more of a script or like buy props or it. it, I feel like making content has more steps than me just jumping on cam. And I feel like, you know, it, it comes to me being in this business for so long. Like my people know on cam nine times out of 10, you're going to get me in a messy bun, no fucking makeup. Like I look a hot mess, <laughs> but I, I put on a good show. You know what I mean? Like they know that they know that what they see is what they get. Like I, I don't have to dress up my cam shows 
to please my fans. Whereas I feel like my content, I more so feel obligated to do that more. Now, that's interesting because naturally and unconsciously, you're basically giving them two different products. Yeah. And what I mean, <clears throat> because like, for example, practically, a let's be frank, a solo content shoot is basically a webcam shoot that's just recorded for the most part when you're doing solos. So you're giving them the one where you made up as a sex symbol, and then you're giving them, you know, the reality per se. You feel what I'm saying? Because you're not doing the do. It's like you're giving them two sides of you. Do you think that benefits you with your brand? And um, because it's it's because in this day and age, it seems like people want the real and the beauty. You get what I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. I think that my fans probably like that they have that option of being able to see me in different lights. And I think because I have been here for so long and I've, been, I've experienced so many things and I've had the opportunity to really, you know, play my kinks and find what I like and what turns me on. You know, I cater to a lot of different kinks too. So I think that I'm, I just got lucky. You know, I I think that having fun with what I do and enjoying what I do shows in what I do. You know what I mean? Yes. And it, it gives my fans a variety of things to choose from. Like, I have people who like feet. I like people, you know, I have people who like twerking. You know, I have people who like, you know, all kinds of different kinks. So having I personally enjoy that I like to cater to, I feel like definitely opens up other doors for me. Most definitely. So the, the question I got to ask is this. How much thought process into your shows to create variety, especially when it comes to um, your content? Because I know that you try to not give them the same shit, you know, same shit different day, you know, period. Um, Because you have different toys. Um, I see you dress up and stuff like that. So how much thought process you put into your creativity? As far as my cam shows, honestly... It, I am, like I said, I'm so quickly going from one show to the next show and every person for my cam shows is so different. Like I can literally be pulled from a, I want to see you being face fucked until you're gagging to a, I just want to see you suck your toes type of show. Like, and it, and that's, that's how it goes, you know? So when it comes to my cam shows, I don't feel like I have to do that because I'm I'm already being thrown a variety of different situations yeah. just for my fans. You know what I mean? Um, as far as my content, um, I don't know if I would necessarily say that I do anything like out of the ordinary or like anything honestly super creative. I think that everybody just knows that I'm a really big slut and they they enjoy that. And I'm a really good dirty talker. I'm known for dirty talk and sucking dick. Those are my 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 good points. I mean, you was on Night Flirt, so <laughs> you know? I'm pretty sure you did very well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I came into this business with the gift of gab. <laughs> I see, I see, I see, I see. So let's see how much time we got here. I I got to do my segment that the fans love me to do. This is the part where the pussies go dry, the dicks go limp. Let's talk about the business. Now you've your your career has spanned many, many, many years, heading towards two decades. Speak to the ups and downs of the money, and and also the work that is put in. In front, not just in front of the camera, but also behind the camera to make those checks come through. Because I absolutely hate the behind the scenes of this business as far as like editing content and doing that dumb shit. I have almost become a master at one take videos. 
Um, <laughs> so that, that, play, <laughs> that plays into my favor. Um, as far as the money, you know, I've seen a lot of different sites come and go from campsites to um, like distribution sites, you know, as far as like selling content, I, I really, the only thing that I can literally go back to is the fact that I've just, I've been around for so long and my people know what to expect. They know that I put on a good show and I have really been lucky when it comes to the money part of this business that if I don't stress about making money. You know, I know that at the end of the day, there are a lot of other creators out there that are not in my position. So I know that I'm fortunate when it comes to that aspect of it. Um, See, I think the reason why you at the point where you're basically making money in your sleep, because it's something that I call you train your fan base. Speak to training your fan base, because a lot of girls don't understand what that means. So I think the biggest thing to utilize as far as that in this business is those affiliate links. You know, if you can pump those affiliate links out for whatever sites you're working on or get people, you know, other content creators to sign up underneath you with your referral links, that money continues to come in. I mean, there's days with my cam, you know, when I have people sign up under my cam link, I'm making, you know, a percentage off of of what they spend so there's days that I don't log into cam but I'm still making money you know the same thing with my OnlyFans I will be the first one to tell you I neglect my OnlyFans like nobody's business but I have so much content on my OnlyFans that I still check it just to see if I'm making money you know what I mean like and I'll, I'll check it and there's money sitting there you know what I mean like I I have oiled my personal machine well enough that like you said I I make money in my sleep and I mean it's not enough to pay my bills let's not get crazy but it's enough that you know if I want to take a day off I'm okay to do that you know there there are ways to make money in this business other than just getting on cam or just selling panties or just making content, you know, utilize, utilize those links. Seriously. Yeah, because see, a lot of times, see, the one thing I hated that OnlyFans had girls thinking, guys too, but, but, but girls mainly, that all you had to do was just play in your pussy and put up a scene. Mm-hmm. That's it. Didn't realize the other ways, because a lot of girls that was making that six figures, they were doing what you was just talking about, the referral fee. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, the referral fees, the sub for subs and stuff like that. And people don't think about that, you know, period. And, and, but see, that goes to walking into this thinking it's a business versus a hustle. Speak to that. Yes. Well, and I started this young. You know, I I was 18. I had just turned 18, just graduated high school. And I knew coming into this business that – I wanted it to be profitable. I wanted to build an empire on my own that sustained itself that, you know, and I really, my, my thing is reputation. I wanted to make sure that, you know, through all of my years in this business, I maintained a very good reputation. If people, I can very confidently say that if people talk negatively about me in this business, it has nothing to do with my business ethics and it's all personal, you know, and that's very good for me to say Um, this, this, it, it is my business, but it is also my passion. I have lived for this business since I was a teenager and I love this business. You know, I'm currently going to school because I want to do finance and accounting. You know, I've talked for a very long time about how stressful we all know like tax season is for entertainers and how challenging it is and how 
just uncomfortable of a situation it is and you know yeah you know and and i've put it out there like how would you as performers and creators feel like having somebody within the industry that knows this business to be able to come to to be like look harley i need help i need help with my taxes can you help me like i'm going back to school just to be able to bring that peace of mind to the business when i graduate and i am i have my degree in finance and accounting i will literally only take on clients that are sex workers <laughs> that is my only plan you know so it, it, it's a business, you know, and, and, and that goes outside of me being a cam model, you know, still being able to be a part of this business, you know, cause I'm not going to be able to cam forever. I mean, I'll be 33 this year. I'm not getting any younger, you know, there is going to oh, come a time, baby. Uh, I'm, but there's, there is going to come a time where I can't do it anymore, you know, yeah, I mean, but I so, mean, the, the natural succession is to be a boss. Yep. That's the point. Yep. Because it's funny as hell, like, I talked to Roxanne Miller. She runs a cam house. And mm-hmm. she was a cam girl at one point. And she still cams. You know what I'm saying? Which, I mean, I know we don't do too much of that over here. But, you know, period. It's, it's, that's the evolution of being in this business. Whether you a boss in this business or you became a boss outside of it. Mm-hmm. You know, period. Yep. You know? So I, I got to ask this, um... You, first of all, you'd be taking some amazing pictures, yo. Uh, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very photogenic. <laughs> yes, I, I can believe this. Though. So have you, like, been, like, approached by Suicide Girls or, like, any of the Ink magazines? I mean, seriously. Um. So I, I actually, my first award win was actually for Best Ink quite a few years ago. Um, I actually submitted for Suicide Girls a very, very long time ago, and I got accepted to go and be a Suicide Girl. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I turned it down. Um, The things, and this was also 10 years ago, the things that they had in their contracts were just very binding and very specific to them and like Mm -hmm. not being able to work with anybody outside of them. And I just, at that time, being very new in this business, I felt like it was going to hold me back from potential opportunities. Um, now, that is interesting because it's like I always you to talk of, you know, contract girls and stuff like that. And you were very, you were smart cookie because, because, because it, a lot of people wouldn't even had it because it seemed like with you, even with the Mac, even when they gave you that paperwork, you're a little knowledgeable on you. It's not, like you was knowledgeable. At a young age, you feel what I'm coming from? Because even to the point that you hear, you know, rappers that look at the contract, they wouldn't read the whole fucking contract. They just signed it. Yeah. You feel what I'm coming from? So it was like, so with you, it's like, is that something that was natural with you or that was instilled in you or, you know? I think that it was something that I just had a sixth sense about that I knew. I think that deep down, I knew that. I was capable of doing really amazing things within this business. And I knew that I didn't want to limit myself and be tied to only this photographer or only these people to work with. You know, when there is a world of incredible, talented choreographers and photographers and hairstylists and all of these people to work with, why limit yourself to a very small percentage of that very huge pool of people? Most definitely. Now, before we, before we end this, because you did mention you, the thing about the boy girl, and I know many male talents is going to hear this um, interview as well as you will probably appear on. So the question I ask you is one, there's two questions. Question number one, what are you looking for in the guy that you'll be working with as far as male talent? Do you want him to be a professional porn star? He has done this. He's experienced. Or is it more of you looking for someone that you can just shoot with, per se? He, he ain't even got to even have cashier or nothing like that. Um, honestly, I'm... I don't even know if I would necessarily be picky about it. I think that for me personally, I wouldn't necessarily want to work with somebody who is completely unknown. 
Um, just because I would be more concerned at that point of, you know, making sure that they knew what they were doing. Like, I don't want to have to teach somebody about it. So I, I would want somebody who at least has been around for a little while and is at least somewhat established in the business and knows how it goes and knows we do TTS and knows, you know, the, the steps of what we do as far as like professional porn stars, you know, I've been approached by multiple people and, you know, if I get the opportunity to work with them, great, but it's not one of those things that, you know, you have to have a foot long, massive cock and you have to be a well-known male talent to work with me. Yeah, because, and the reason why I asked it, because I always ask the females, like, you know, um, how did the guy should approach you? What he bring to the table? Because a lot of guys want to know how to work with some of these ladies and they don't understand how to approach. They come off thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that was exactly what I was going to say. Just be as professional as possible. You know, if you have been in this business, you want to make sure that you have references because we talk, we talk to each other as performers. If somebody comes into the circle and, you know, we have mutual followers, you know, I just had one of my friends reach out the other day about somebody who we mutually mutually followed that contacted her you know and it was asking questions basic background you know do you know anything so your reputation really does mean a lot in this business it it may not seem like it but at the end of the day we very much are close with each other we are a network we talk to each other and you want to make sure that you have a good reputation and you're reliable and you're on time and you're able to perform and you look at it as a business and it's not just you getting your dick wet. I think that's where a lot of male talent have kind of lost their way. I feel like when OnlyFans came out, a lot of people came to OnlyFans and then thought or felt like they were a creator and kind of used that as a jump off point. You know, to because that that's that seems like it's a lot of how people approach me personally. I get of oh well, you know, I'm a I'm an OnlyFans creator too. Anybody can make an OnlyFans. That doesn't mean you're a performer. You know, it doesn't mean that you know the protocols of this business. You know, it. I think that, that. Yeah, you, you know, I think that, to keep it hard in front of that fucking camera. Exactly. You know, wanting to have sex with somebody because they look good is very different than having a camera shoved into your face and having five people watching you do it. <laughs> yes, and I've done it for 15 years. That's you know? Some of you boys, it's okay to get blue chew. It's okay mm-hmm. to go over there and get them little pills over there because you're a professional. You're there to stay hard because mm-hmm. where I'm from and where I came from, she didn't get paid until we nutted. So yep. imagine your ass didn't nut and she missed out eight hundred dollars. Man, she's gonna cut you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She, she gonna cut you. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, really, the biggest thing is is be professional. You know, come yeah. come across like you are educated, that you are well spoken. Don't just slide into performers' DMs and just say, "Hey, I think you're cute. Do you want to work together?" That that's not really the best way to go about it. <laughs> So, are there any male talent that you eyeing that is on a wish list? Oh my gosh, my wish list is the the size of the state of Florida. There are so okay. many delicious men in this business that. Okay, give me, five, to... give me five. Give me five. Give me five. Um, let's oh, see. Uh, Jack Slayer is probably one of my top. Um, Tommy Pistol, I think I love Tommy just because of his quirky energy. Um, Rome Major is a guy that I have definitely, you know, seen a lot of. Um, uh, Prince Yashua, I think, is probably one of. <laughs> I would love to see that scene. I, I want to see the athletic moves he do on your ass. That's oh, all I want. He, that man is so fine. Um, and he's just, I, I love the energy. I think for me, it doesn't necessarily have to be about like 
the best looking guy for me it's like the energy that you bring to the table like if I vibe with you and I have fun with you then I want to make content with you because I know we're gonna have a good time and I know it's gonna show on film you know like if I meet you and I don't connect with you I don't want to bother doing it because I feel like that energy is gonna show and the fans aren't gonna want to see it you know so yeah, my 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 bucket list of porn is is pretty long. Uh, I'm gonna say is this: what you said is so true because a fan can tell. The camera don't lie yep. by no means, and it's good to have chemistry. You know, mm-hmm. period. You know, it because it's like you said, energy. Because I'm a big proponent of energy. We talk about energy on my show a lot. You know, period. And if the energy with you and that male talent is not clicking, that scene ain't going to look right by no means. Yes. Yep. It's going to show for sure. And then your fans are going to be upset. You're going to be upset. And it's just going to be an all-around unenjoyable experience for everybody involved. Yeah, because the worst sex is maintenance sex. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <on> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Going to sleep, like that shit's still on. <laughs> Let me cut this thing off. So, oh my god! So, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, Miss Lady, Miss Lady. I, I know we talked. I said I won't go to hold you long because of the time. Because I moved the time back, what have you? Um, I want to say I want to bring you back. Cause it's so much. It's so much I want to talk to you about. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to to. Pick in my teeny tiny little brain. There's a lot of stories. (laughs) I plan to because, like I said, I'm retired. So I can't fuck these girls on camera, but I can fuck them mentally on this podcast. Which is just as sexy. Yeah, so so with that being said, can I call you a smoke buddy? Of course. Say no more. So people, you're going to be hearing from her more on the STO, the Smokers Lounge. And not only that, in the premium smoke room, where we really get down, we really get dirty, we really get nasty, really get freaky, and even more insist than what we are now. For $4.99 a month, four premium podcasts, plus an extra premium episode every week, $4.99. And you get to hear this sexy lady, Harley. God, I like you. we get to hear her more and more again so with that being said tell everybody where they can spend money on you you can find me live on harleymariexxx.com and the best place to keep up with me on social media is my twitter at harleymarie111 see there you go people so, with that being said, you know how we end this podcast all day, every day. doesn't matter if it's the free episodes or it's the premium smoke room. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, baby. Hmm, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing? Let me tell you about a great deal. Why don't you come on over to the premium smoke room? There ain't no smoke like premium smoke. I'm talking about four premium podcasts. I'm talking about Miss Spit Queen and the Porn Rap Star. I'm talking about Pilgrim on Wrestling. I'm talking about Causing Havoc with Princess Havoc, as well as the Read Daily Report. Oh, I'm sorry. Five STO Dark. Plus, also, extra premium episodes for some of the hottest ladies and gents in the business of porn. And all this for $4.99 a month. I'm talking about five to six extra episodes a week on top of the free shit that you get. So, do the math. Great deal. Only on Spotify, only on Anchor. Come check me out. Come catch this premium smoke.